This episode of the NFT Stories podcast is supported by We Are Verified, a leading digital creator management and creator services company. If you're looking for help on your next influencer marketing campaign, or if you're a creator looking for help on your business, or if you need a creator service like building an NFT campaign, recording your podcast, or optimizing your subscription platform community through Brand Army or OnlyFans, reach out to them at wave.la. That's W A V dot L A. Please note, I do work directly with We Are Verified as an advisor, but that's one of the reasons I know they're so dang good. Hi, I'm Phil Ranta, the host of NFT Stories Podcast. Every week, we tell another story from this multi-billion dollar market alongside the artists, collectors, companies, and entrepreneurs that are making it all happen. This is a very special episode of the NFT Stories podcast for two reasons. One, this is the first time we're dropping an episode with NFT creators while there is still a drop currently going. That is, if you're listening to this on June 21st, and if not, reminder, episodes are every Tuesday. And two, this is the first time we're dropping an episode with an NFT project that I actually worked on. In my previous life, I was a comedian who happened to also get a film degree, and it turned out to be the biggest blessing and curse. It was a blessing because I graduated right at the start of the digital revolution. I didn't need to travel to film festivals to get 50 people to view my short film. YouTube would host for free and get me hundreds of views. Okay, maybe 50 is about right, but still, no travel. And it was a curse because I quickly learned my ability to shoot and edit video, mostly on mini DV tapes at the time, meant I would be spending a lot more time behind the camera than in front. Hence, my career in digital media instead of hanging out in Will Ferrell's entourage. I stayed tied into the comedy community throughout the years, and, along with my friends Jordan Pomaville and Sam Kimbrell, we started thinking about how Web3 may be able to recreate the feeling of a comedy club online. The result? Own every word. Minting every word as a one-of-one NFT, giving each one a funny definition and pronunciation, then using the words in comedic fill-in-the-blank game shows on Twitch to bring the community together, with plenty of funny and weird airdrops along the way. So let's dive into the story behind this project Own Every Word, or if you want to check it out for yourself, go to ownevryword.com. Here we go. so much jordan pomaville and sam kimbrell for joining me on the nft stories podcast how are you guys doing i'm excellent how are you sam i am fantastic i'm happy to be here amongst all the damn crypto heads there we go well i'm so excited <laughs> to talk to you guys because i've been working with you guys on a project own every word actually when this episode drops there's actually a drop going on for own every word um, I'll leave this open to either of you. Who wants to take a crack at explaining what Own Every Word is? Well, I can tell you, Phil. Uh, so, <laughs> long ago, a wizard created the real definitions of words and, and put them into his own dictionary. And through through our discovery tactics, working with Hobby Lobby, we uncovered this dictionary, and it has all these amazing joke definitions of words, and we turned those into uh you know into nfts 
Now, the thing is, is that they were written in wizard language. So we had to translate them using different comedians and comedy writers from the L.A. comedy scene. So, yeah, that that's on every word. I love it. No, that's a great description. And really the core of it, this is a comedy project in Web3, which is kind of rare. It's a little bit of a self-serious. I mean, I say self-serious, like board apes have like funny things to them. But like you see very few, maybe stoner cats and a couple others, very few comedy, comedy things. But own every word is a straight up comedy project in Web3. And we're not taking ourselves too seriously, I don't think. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Right, which is great. And then all of these words can then be used in a game show that's weekly, right? It is a weekly Absolutely. game show. Weekly game show. But like the words themselves are kind of like, I think at some point you'd mentioned, Phil, they're kind of like uh, like word of the day calendar stuff. Where like it's kind of a surprise to get these NFTs, read the joke, and then use them you know, in the game show as like a game piece for like comedians to argue over. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a fill in the blankie. It feels like a party game. You can bring in comedians. We've had a couple Emmy winners on the show. So I what? But I, what I think is most interesting about this is like the idea of owning a one of one word, so nobody else can own that word, is a little bit different than say like a PFP project where it's like there's traits and there's few of those traits and it's in a unique combination. But if you have the word love, only you can have the word love. Why do you think that's important to the project? I think that's important because you all have a word, okay? That that that's cool in and of itself, and the word comes with a joke, right? Sure. That, that, that a handcrafted joke, and the word comes with a comedic mispronunciation of the word. So it's like Which it's great. like two, yeah. You got two jokes there, and you have a word that is in, entirely unique. I know people talk about rarity tables, and they talk about for the PFP projects, but this is no more unique thing than having one word and that's it no one else can own this word we're right, creating joke joke pokemon cards really when you think about it think about it joke yeah jokemon cards jokemon card. okay so that's the next one we do is jokemon uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean like they're like you can collect them and kind of keep them in your you know in your wallet and kind of like play with them and look at them but like i think using them in the game show is the fun part because like the comedians do gravitate to the words and the way that our players use the words in the game show. So it's not just the comedians and it's not just the NFT community. You're kind of working together to try and win your round. So it's fun. It's a fun game show. And you get people in the chat kind of arguing yeah. sometimes very thinly veiled. It's clearly their word right. and they're yeah. arguing for their word. And then you have some people who just show up to be a part of the, the chat and the community. And so they're arguing for what they think is the funniest word or the perfect word. And then you have the comedians, and it's great to have Sam Proof, our amazing uh, director-producer, who will actually get into the comments, read the comments. And a couple times, we've seen comedians actually swayed by the community's answer. I mean, it's part of the goal of all of Web3, right? As everyone says, it's community building, it's participatory, but a lot of that plays out only in Discord and Twitter, right? It's like follow for follows on Twitter, on Discord, it's good mornings and good nights, but this game show, what I think is really special about it is it's a weekly chance for everyone in the community to come together. They helped put together this game show by submitting their words. They have a chance of winning more NFTs through this game show. And then also they get to kind of meet each other through the chat, make jokes with the context of the show. So it really is kind of creating not just a show that's funny, but like they get to be funny as well. They get to be comedians, kind of. I think it's a celebration of the community. 
Yeah, I will say like we are impacted by the community and how, what cards they gravitate to and the styles of jokes. Like I think we have evolved from like drop one till drop five, like what our style is, what cards worked well, what words worked well um, in terms of like what people actually liked. Um, it's more than just sort of a fun investment. It's actually something they creatively find interesting. So having the community involved is like a real important part of not just the game show, but also the creative process and the operational process. We want to make things for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember when we were first putting this together, one of our goals of this project was not to kind of buy into what other projects were doing, right? Like a lot of other projects were kind of thinly veiled securities, right? They were just trying to like boost the value of everything. So even during the time where there was the rush and everyone was selling one of ones for $250, $50 mint, $50 mint for not just something that was computer generated, but like actually a, a human editor went in and edited. Can you talk a little bit about the lift of what it takes for writing a unique joke for each one, recording a unique mispronunciation for each one, editing them and then getting them sold? Yeah. I mean like each card, is hours of work, right? Because like, it's first the joke writing, right? Well, actually, no, it's before that. It's literally choosing the word, getting its part of speech, choosing if it's a gold, silver, or bronze, or special edition, which is all a part of the curation process. Then we write a joke, then we punch up the joke, and then we choose the final joke, all, all before it even hits a voiceover artist. Then it goes to someone like yourself, Phil, to who does the special collection VO, or it goes to a voiceover artist who, you know, you know will go in and record 50 at a time. They send them back. We send them to our editor who then creates the NFT itself. Then it comes back to us for QCing and then it's finally approved. Then it has to be fully delivered to crypto.com. So like, you know, it by the time it gets to somebody who buys the NFT's play, it looks like, hey, that's just a that's just a single little card, but like each little card has blood, sweat and tears in it. So an hours worth of work. Yeah, and I've been there for a couple of tears. I didn't see any blood, but I saw some of the tears. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's especially in the early drops because now there's a thousand dropping a month. To start, the first two drops were five thousand each. What was it like doing five thousand in a month? That was the blood part. That was the blood yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I saw blood, and when you know when you bleed and your blood shows up, and you're like, oh no, I'm bleeding, but from where? Right. It was one of those things. So the, I would say 5000 a month was incredibly difficult. We we supersized our staff for the second drop, but it was still such a huge lift. And when we pared back to 1000 what I liked about it is, one, we there was a certain level of quality control we could maintain with 1000 versus 5000 And I feel like since we've been doing that, the jokes have been stronger, the mispronunciations have been funnier, and the quality has been overall better since we've been doing 1000 a month. Because as Sam said... It's, it's very hands-on. This isn't generative art. We're getting in the nitty-gritty, writing the jokes, punching up the jokes, and getting the funny definition, uh, funny mispronunciations in, and signed, sealed, delivered to CDC. There we go. And that is uh, crypto.com, not uh, the CDC. Just for those <laughs> well, we listeners sent, who... We actually sent it to them, too. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah you got yeah. it. Anthony Fauci needs to have his words, too. He, he's got to make sure everything is fully cleared before we send it to crypto.com. Yeah, these he are sprays FDA it with Lysol. Approved. Yeah, he <laughs> sprays it with a little Lysol and then then sends it. Yeah, that's that's for the best. Yeah. Now, uh, so in the as part of the roadmap, um, 
there's an idea of this kind of being a basis for a lot of kind of word games, right? Right now it's the game show, but words are the basis of so many games. It's the basis of Mad Libs. It's the basis of kind of fill in the blanky stuff like this. It's the basis of, you know, uh, crossword puzzles. Are, is there anything that you guys are really excited about in terms of the future of what could be built with all of this? I think so. I think at this point, like the, the the cards themselves should be multiple game pieces to different types and styles of games. I think we've really established the creative voice for this particular project. We when we write the jokes now, we're always saying it's from the wizard's perspective. It's the wizard writing these cards. So how then would the <laughs> wizard then create a game, or how would the wizard do an event, or how would the wizard do things? And I think that that's kind of important for us because we make so many that it's sometimes you get in these ruts of like. I don't know what to write for this joke, or I don't know where this is going, but I think with the perspective of this eccentric, crazy wizard whose uh, ex-wife he doesn't want to know about the project, like different things like that really help us frame how we're going to creatively build out things. But like, you could definitely see these cards even going further than where they are now. I think ideally, you know, this is on like a network show and we're doing Own Every Word, the network game show with Ryan Seacrest as the wizard. Yeah, I remember for yeah. a while, I don't know if you remember Game Show Network for a while, okay. tried to go all second screen, where they would like show social media feeds on the side of it, and every show was like, hey, tweet what you think should be the answer to this. And to me, it didn't work because there were no consequences or benefits except for showing up on the screen, right? You could go, hey, my screen name's on there. Hey, Joe, come see my screen. And like, that was it. But what I think is cool about Own Every Word is like you actually are impacting things. It is actually your word. You are the one competing. The comedians are, let's face it, they're just there to be funny. They're there to make jokes. They're not winning or losing. They're just like advocating for people in the audience that they think submitted the funniest one. So it's like a different style of participation. Oh, no, I, I was just going to, well, one, I'd like to, I would like to yes and that, that, uh, no, I think the game show is a really exciting thing and I can see it becoming even bigger as when we were at NFTLA, we spoke with a lot of people in the uh, entertainment industry who were like, oh, we want to get involved with, with NFTs, but we don't know how. And yeah. that, that was a common refrain. And we said, buy our show, please. Right. Uh, because because it, it, it's, it's perfect because the community is going to watch because they have a chance to win. And someone who doesn't even have words can enjoy watching and seeing the comedians make jokes it's almost like uh that after midnight show uh, chris hart chris hardwick was that it yeah, yeah at midnight yeah yeah at midnight did i say after midnight that's a that's okay that eric, feels a little bit i more think like that was time. Time. i think that was eric clapton's game show yeah. that was short-lived because <laughs> it was all anti-vax yeah <laughs> yeah that was a bizarre game show he had there yeah. but you know right why did every answer was don't show? get the vaccine really weird <laughs> But we, uh, so we talked about the words a lot. I think we should also talk about some of the other stuff that's gone along with it because there is a little bit of, I think that the whole project is about being funny and in a way kind of holding a mirror to NFTs a little bit in both like good ways and funny ways. So there's been airdrops along the way. There has been a PFP. Who wants to talk a little bit about the Word Wizard PFP? Yeah. No. Okay. So the Word So words, we didn't realize. And this is something you learn when you make NFTs, when you're at an NFT factory. Words themselves, the cars didn't make great profile pictures. Sure. Which was a bit of a downer because a lot of times people buy the NFT. They want to be able to show it off in their, in, as their avatar. It was not great for that. And so we created the Word Wizard uh, PFP airdrop 
where it was uh, 10,000 8-bit style wizards and some very rare ones that if you minted the one of the first two packs, you got one of those. And so that was kind of a PFP project we did kind of as like a little bonus, a little amuse-bouche, except after like a post-facto amuse-bouche. And, and people loved it. And we have more coming down the pike. Yeah. No, I think that it was, I mean, it was one of those things that was airdropped for free, right? So we realized that everybody wanted one. So we went out and created these and just everyone that owned a word at the time, we just dropped one, especially for kind of participating the first few drops when it was really hard. And we didn't, we didn't exactly know what the form of all of this was going to be. But now, yeah, I mean, we're doing another airdrop for Word Wizard holders, and we did the Genesis Trophy drop, which is, does they want to take a crack at explaining how the Genesis Trophy drop looked? Uh, the Genesis Trophy yeah. went out if you minted one of our first, the just for the first pack, if you minted one yeah. of our first drops, and it's a, a, it's a couple of cheerleaders with a trophy, and, and a very, I would say, um, paternal voice telling you what a good person you are for buying our project right i feel like in a way that kind of the the comedic tone of that defined the project in a lot of ways first of all because all the yes. bit stuff is just kind of automatically makes it a little like distanced and silly but also uh the fa- like usually when people get like genesis drops or founders tokens they're very serious things to get and they trade for a lot so this one was like objectively unserious right it was Eight-bit cheerleaders celebrating you while you're being told that you're a smart person for buying it. You know, it was fun. It was a dream. It's like a dream we've all had. Right, exactly. The dream of getting a Genesis <laughs> drop or minting at the first drop. Like, if you minted a 4 well, <laughs> you should get a trophy or something. I, I meant two cheerleaders celebrating my success and handing me a trophy. Like, that's a that's common fair. reoccurring dream I have because I'm a narcissist. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And you know what's really fun about that is uh, with this drop, people who mint the drop that's actually going on right now, if you listen to this episode on Tuesday when it drops, uh, then you actually get an uh, a anime drawing version of that of that Genesis trophy. So with the cheerleaders and everything. So it's going to be updated with hi-fi graphics, which, you know, I think the community will dig that because, like, anime stuff is really cool right now. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to get a look at that. And not in a creepy way, but also in a creepy way. I would say 98% creepy if it's coming from Jordan. There we go. Just 98%. I would say that that's unfortunately (laughs) accurate. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But let's talk about the market a little bit as a whole. Like the market's down, right? Not a lot of people are buying NFTs. Yet for some reason, even with the down, like this is the second drop that's been the down market. And both of the, I mean, naturally... It's, everybody's not as kind of uh, hungry for every NFT project like they were a year ago. But the sales still been strong. Hundreds and hundreds selling each time. Um, the Loaded Lions drop that happened last month was sold out in seconds. What do you think? That was gangbusters. The, that was gangbusters, I'll tell you. Uh, what do you think? Uh, why, why do you think that Own Every Word has been able to kind of survive through a lot of it where a lot of other projects had to kind of uh, just fold during this down market? I would say it's potential. I think that, you know, while we are not as high fi as 
you know, some of the other projects. And that's intentional too. We like being lo-fi. We like having fun with our project and being comedically very adult swim. I think there's a lot of potential, like we had talked about, where like the game show can go further, but also just gamifying the cards themselves. So I think there's a lot of potential and people see that for sure. I think that uh, one, and I think we hit on it earlier, is the potential to be gamified more. Like we see a world in which there's going to be multiple word games that you're going to be able to use the Own Every Word NFTs to participate in. So it's the potential. Also, I think our price point is pretty reasonable as far as NFTs go. And, sure. and I think we're funny. I, and I guess, I guess I would like to believe that part of it is it's the goofy nature of our product, of our, of our pros, prog, project that has given us the pros, progress that we've had. Um, no, that's totally yeah, fair. Sure. I think that being a comedy project does make you stand, right? There's just, there, there's I, like, I'm in part of a lot of projects where I go into the discord and I just don't know what to talk about, right? Like if you get, if you mint like a robot head and you've got a unique robot head, then you're like, ha I own this robot head. And then other people go, well, I own this robot head. That's like, cool. So where are you from? Right? Like you don't really know, but like, I feel like a lot of the discord and the community around this, they're sharing memes. They're, you know, making jokes. They're kind of like sharing uh, their, their words and laughing about it or like writing out the pronunciation so it does kind of add and kind of give context for more of the conversation. Yeah, it's super rewarding when people like write in like the discord or even tweet it out. They're like, I really, there's like, this card is me. Like it's, you know, it's a joke about something, somebody's job. They're like, yep, that's me. I do that. You know, it's always rewarding to see people connect with our silly jokes more than just this is funny too. And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the top resellers on the market. The word fart actually, I Hell think yeah. is... It was at the highest sold, the second highest sold, but it's actually like getting. I think it might be second highest sold now. <laughs> right. I think right. we topped it with something. I don't know what, but something topped it. I can yeah. look it up right now. Yeah. There we go. Because yeah, it was. Uh, I think that there's also speaks to like there, even though it's going through in batches of thousand now, minting every word. There are some words that do kind of rise above. <laughs> Where people go, and what's really funny is whoever bought that word really hasn't submitted it to the game show. I haven't seen it, like, even though it would probably be a winner in a lot of it, but it did kind That's of like crazy, right? But have you ever seen it in the game? I don't think I've ever seen. No, it that is you're right. That's insane. Why would you buy fart if not to use it? Right, exactly. I, I, <laughs> uh, I don't see. I don't see where our listings on the crypto page, Phil. I think you have access to that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it is funny to me that like I, what that says to me is that people enjoy these for different reasons, right? Like some people might just like want to own it, and they're like, "Well, I don't want to play the game show, but I just want to own this funny thing or this funny joke." Then some people are like, the people who are diehard about the game show, they tweet about the game show all week. They're like, as soon as the submissions go out, they submit to the game show. During the game show, they're commenting like crazy. Like a lot of people have have kind of made this their American Idol. Every week, they're 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. They are in front of their computers watching the game show. That's what, it's cool to see what words resell because I think sometimes it's on, it's well, it's almost always on the strength of the word because yeah. it's clear someone wants to own that word, whether it's for the game show or whether it's just for their own edification. They wanted to own fart, definition, a burp from your butt. Right, which is a great definition, by the way. It's a fantastic joke. 
Yeah. It's quality. When we say we put a quality effort into our joke writing, that's a, a premium example of what, what we can do as joke writers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you were talking about written, rewritten, re-rewritten. And that's the one. Punched up you know, and, that... then, and, and, then, and then rewritten again if it doesn't fit on the card the way that we visually like it. We will then rewrite it again, potentially. So, right. you know... It, it's a premium. It's a premium joke. <laughs> I think that one might have originally been a hiccup from your butt, and yeah. then we thought, yeah. no, let's push the envelope. Let's yeah, we further. can do better. <laughs> but I think it's fun that like there can be a comedy project that can thrive, right? Like six drops later, like the the project can still go on. It can live. Do you see that this could have implications for other entertainment in terms of kind of participation and community built around it? I think so. I, I think ultimately what traditional media sees NFTs as is just like a JPEG that can be stolen. And I think with this, it shows it just sort of can be, yes, it is a, it is a game piece and it is a quick time movie that is delivered as an, uh, as an, as an NFT, right? But like, we're hoping that it's more than that. It's a game piece. It's a part of a wallet. It's a part of like, you know, how you would collect Pokemon cards and like little cellophane wrapped notebooks. Like we're hoping that those cards are used for something more than just, you know, Hey, this is this is a funny JPEG that I have, and I, and that's cool too. If people just want to do that, because clearly with fart, this person's never submitted to the game show, or they're waiting for the perfect moment because they know that they'll win uh, with with fart. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. such a great payoff. If they like, if they it, toil over the prompts every week trying to decide, is this the week? No, no, no. I've got to hold it back. It'd be great if whoever bought Fart ended up being like Matt Damon or if it was like Snoop Dogg or a celebrity <laughs> and like they've been holding on to it and waiting for their moment to like to shine. There we go. Then they'll they'll be have like a Rolling Stone article that was like holding my fart and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holding my fart is great. Uh it, I think that that's that's that if we get a Rolling Stone article, that should be the title. There we go. There we go. <laughs> With success a year from now, drops keep selling out. Where would you like to see this go? How far do you think it could go? Oh, well, I, I think for me personally, I'd like to see the game show really excel. Like I'd love to see it be huge on Twitch and even further. Like I, I want it to be an entertainment destination for folks. Um, that, that would be ideal. Uh, I, I think that's the most fun route. I think there's a lot of like technical business stuff that's very important to NFT community stuff and like crypto folks. But like, I think, the entertainment side and like really pushing it from the traditional media perspective would be great for, for this project. I think I agree with that. And I think obviously gamifying it, if we can have games that people can submit the words to and play online so that it, it's not just a weekly game show, but there are games that you could be playing every single day with your words. I, I would, I would love to have that. And I, I agree with Sam. I would love to see, I think the game show is, is still the, the jewel of the own every word empire. I do think that that could be something so huge in the way it, it takes uh, the traditional medium and makes it interactive in a very real way. Uh, it's a beautiful dream. Well, Jordan, Sam, good luck on the rest of the drop. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This episode of NFT stories podcast is hosted and produced by me, Phil Ranta. Theme music is by Mike Constantini, and we're made possible by our friends at We Are Verified. This episode has now officially been minted. See you at the next drop.